Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 25. I'm your host, Delano Soporu. It's another New Street Advisors Group production. If you're listening, please rate, review, five-star, Apple, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Very exciting show today. We're going to talk about what's in the news, talking finance and business news, current events, we're going to doc, dive into the stock market and talk about what's going on in the stock market. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive in one of our companies, Twitter, this week. Twitter, you're on the hot seat. Got a lot of things going on on Twitter. And yes, yes, I was on CNBC yesterday, so I'm going to talk about that experience, which is a really great experience. Finally, the roundtable, well, second to last, actually, the roundtable is going to be we're going to talk about student loans. It's something that I get a lot of questions on, and I wanted to discuss a little bit in depth. So we'll talk about student loans. And now, lastly, Megan Kaiser is our interview, a whip-smart recent grad, University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And she's going to talk about what she has going on. So I really, really have an exciting show for you guys. Hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Let's get into the show. What's in the news, current events? What's the street talking about? What's the chatter? A few interesting things. NBC Universal. So I love the streaming wars going on between Netflix, HBO. Now NBC Universal has jumped in the fray. You have Hulu. You have all these different streaming services. NBC Universal, which holds the rights to probably my favorite show of all time, The Office. They're jumping into the to the to the foray of streaming services, um, and they've launched officially free thirteen thousand hours of content um, with ads. So you'll have the free version with some ads, um, and then you'll have the ad-free premium at ten bucks a month. And users can access this via most major devices and platforms, but their negotiations are stalled with Roku and Amazon Fire TV. So that's really interesting. Um, again, I've you know we'll talk about Netflix later as far as their earnings are coming up, I believe, later today. Um, but you know, it's interesting to see the different segmentations of all these different devices and platforms uh, when it comes to streaming, but I really believe content will win out. And right now, Netflix has the best content. That's what I've been saying for a long time. Next up in news, we have Sports Talk. What's going to happen? You know, I've been tracking the reopening and I love sports and I've, people that know me know I love sports. I played football in college. But right now we're looking at what's going to happen with the football season, the NCAA, the NFL. Are they going to return? Are they going to have a season this year? It's looking like it's getting shakier and shakier. At first, I was very high, uh, bullish on the fact that the season would happen this year, but I don't know. It's looking more like it'll be pushed back significantly if we do have one this year and I actually have clients that play professional football. So it's going to be, you know, something we're watching very, very closely, but you know, it's got to be safe. Uh, NBA is trying to do their restart. We'll see how that pans out. Maybe that will play into how the NFL plans to approach it, but we'll watch as far as the NCAA, this is dealing with, you know, non-employee, student athletes so that's a lot of implications there that have to be carefully um parsed out and watched and lastly amazon's 25th birthday wow 
I didn't. It's crazy to think Amazon's only 25 years old, and now it's worth 1.5 trillion dollars, and made a lot of people that have invested in the company rich. I'm assuming as well as, you know, a lot of my clients enjoying things that are going on at Netflix. So this is really, really interesting to watch. Jeff Bezos, interesting guy. I wonder, you know, if anyone has any insight on what the guy's like. He seems to stay out of the media. Uh, I would too if I was one of the richest person people in the in the universe of all time. Um, and so that's really, really interesting. But that's what's going on in the news, current events. And now we're going to talk about stock market talk up next. Stock market talk, market update. Let's talk stocks. Let's talk the market. The big thing is earnings season is upon us. So for those of you who may not be familiar with it, earnings season refers to the month of the year, which most quarterly corporate earnings are released to the public. So public companies um, release their call. You can call like a quarterly report card on how their company is doing, the financials, their guidance on where they think things would go, their projections, the management will release their projections and, and talk about it on an earnings call that investors listen to. I listen to them frequently for the companies that I'm invested in and my clients are invested in. Um, and, you know, earnings season, again, happens, you know, every quarter, um, typically the month immediately following the end of the fiscal quarter for the company. And these earnings are released um, and gives investors and the public an insight onto how the company performed the last quarter and what they believe will be happening um, in the future. Yeah, and it's typically like a report card. It's just like your report card um, like that you get uh, as an investor and you get to watch and you can dig into you know, how the company is performing and what you think is going, uh, going forward. And so there was talk about this earlier that Buffett, Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, wants to change this from being quarterly um, to annually. Um, and that's kind of interesting, but nothing in the works to change that. And it's kicked off already. Earnings has kicked off. The banks usually start first and JP Morgan, um, notably notable, uh, banks will talk about JP Morgan shares, uh, rose after recording record trading revenue. So, you know, there's obviously different ways that banks make money in multiple forms of revenue. Obviously the fees that they charge, for whatever reasons, <laughs> multiple reasons, you've probably had a bank charge fee at one point in your life. They have revenue from that. They actually have trading revenue, either from their internal proprietary trading that they do for themselves or possibly fees they get for trading for customers and commissions from that. And then obviously loans, when they have your money in the savings, they lend that out at a higher interest rate and so there's multiple streams of revenue for these banks. Um, and JP Morgan is was up after strong trading revenue. That's typically driven by we saw, you know, people are trading right now. People are either getting invested or rebalancing because of the volatility and what's going on. Usually the banks can lean on that as well as, you know, some other revenue streams during those times. Goldman also saw similar uh, strength in their trading revenue and the shares rose on that, on that news. And name something to watch. I think Netflix, and we were talking about earlier, they report um, soon. And I think the big driver for Netflix's analysts and people are watching is their subscriber number. I think they put guidance at around 7 million or so, 7.5 million for this quarter, while the street is expecting around 8. So it'll be very interesting to see. And we've all been sitting at home for, was it three, four, five, six months now? 
I I watched The Office like a million times. I'll probably watch it more again. I watched all the good shows. I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries, some crazy stuff. How are they not finding what's how are these still unsolved? That's a question I have. But maybe I'll keep watching and find out. But yeah, that's going to be one to watch, and I'll be tuned tuned in to the earnings call um, for that for Netflix as always. So yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the stock market talk. Next, we have a deep dive into one of our stocks, which is Twitter this week. All right, let's talk about a company. Deep dive into a company this week. Twitter, you are on the hot seat. Jack Dorsey, you are on the hot seat. And it was actually, you know, if you saw the news yesterday, Twitter was hacked. Bitcoin scammers appeared to hack the accounts of some of the most powerful people in the world. Barack Obama, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Joe Biden, Elon Musk. They were all hacked and a message was posted to send cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, to an address. Obviously, it was a scam. And this uh, led to Twitter acting frantically uh, to work to resolve the issue. Um, shares after hours fell. Uh, and this brought to my attention. I was like, wow, okay, I would love to talk to people about this. You know, yeah, if you people are familiar with Twitter, one, I have to say, big fan of the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, who also runs Square, CEO of two public companies, um, which is awesome. Uh, and he's very giving uh, he's giving back to you know different efforts um for a long for for as far as i've been following what he does and it's been really impressive so that's set up front twitter as a company is really interesting people are like how does twitter make money it's primarily ad revenue so the revenue that they generate is from companies promoting and doing ads on the platform uh i think you know twitter has such a different crowd than the other social media platforms when it comes to instagram and facebook twitter's crowd is different and they're actually like graphics to show that uh, i think everyone on twitter feels like i like you know i like twitter but i actually lean towards instagram to be honest but um you know twitter's outlook i think it's going to be interesting to see you know who maintains on the platform i think it's still the best platform for what it does it brings a lot of discussion a lot of breaking news. Um, a lot of people like to share their thoughts on Twitter. I think it's probably the easiest social media to use. Like some people tell me that they don't understand Twitter. I'm like, it's actually really the easiest platform. You look at all the other platforms, whether it be Facebook or Facebook has such a convoluted interface these days. Like I don't even know where all these different buttons lead, but Twitter is so easy. You tweet, you have a timeline where you watch other people's tweets. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how the company is going forward. Um, all these social media platforms just need eyeballs on it, and they don't want disruption, meaning someone else coming into the fray, into the platform that does what they do either better or just draws the crowd away. Um, and Twitter has a good ecosystem right now where I think it has a specific lane in what kind of people that are drawn to Twitter, but um, that's going to be very interesting to watch going forward. So we'll keep their eye, our eyes on that. Our next segment, thank you for following on listening. We're going to talk about my opportunity to be on CNBC Trading Nation segment. I'll discuss that coming up next. All right. So, yeah, 
Um, yesterday was a really fun day for me. Got the opportunity to be on national television, be on CNBC, discuss my outlook and my thoughts on some stocks. And it was a great opportunity. One, I think, you know, thank you to them for allowing me to come on. Um, it was a great experience. Um, obviously, I've been doing the podcast for 25 weeks now. I've been doing my weekly updates for a good amount of time now. I've really wanted to share, you know, news. I love speaking. Um, and this was just a great opportunity to do that on a national stage. And one, for for myself, the, the, the firm, and for my clients, and for people that have been following along, supporting, really thank you for all the messages and uh, likes, shares, and, and repost and text that I've received. This is uh, this is awesome. I mean, people have followed this journey that we started. Um, I've been only been a registered advisor for almost eight months. At the end of this month, and just people know that my my efforts or my my goals when I started this is one, you know, help as many people as I can to be the best that can be you know i don't think you should do something unless you really feel like you're you're the best at it and that's the way i approach everything that i do which is an obsessive work ethic and a willingness to to push myself to help my clients um and that's gonna, not gonna ever change and i really really appreciate of the opportunity that was given there um there will you know more likely be more in the future um, but yeah, I think again, thank you again for everyone that, you know, tuned in. Um, if you didn't see it, the links for the two videos are on my platform, on my link tree in my profile link, posted it also on social media, also on my newsletter, but yeah, go check it out. And if there's any questions, please reach out to me again. This is really a wonderful opportunity that there will be more of that and, and really appreciative for people that have really watched this journey and will continue to continue to work. There's no no quitting in what we're doing here. We want to, for my clients who want to reach goals, for my firm, I set out with some strong goals, not only for this year, but for the future. And that that's going to continue. So yeah, CNBC, New Street, Team New Street. We were on the live stage. So everyone, that, that was for everyone that supported us. We were on live stage. It was really fun. Um, and looking forward to more. All right, our finance roundtable, personal finance roundtable, tips, guidance. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Student loans. Uh, everyone had them or had them. I was fortunate enough to play college football and have a scholarship for that. But obviously, went to grad school. I'm fortunate enough to get scholarship for that as well for partially. Um, but you know, I've had so many questions uh, from clients. And everyone's talking about, you know, student loans and what you can do. Obviously, there's a couple of routes. There's, you know, the private loan routes. There's refinancing. There's the federal loan right route. And there's possible forgiveness. So we'll talk about those different things. First things first. Um, one, you should parse out and look at all the different loans, where they're coming from, what's the rates on them, have a spreadsheet and or, you know, a Word document as one of my clients did and have those out so you can look at them from an bird's eye view of what you have going on. Next, if you're not eligible, eligible, um, we'll talk about forgiveness, but if you aren't eligible for forgiveness, then you want to refinance. You want to refinance your student debt 
to an alternative that gives you ability to save thousands over the life of the loan through getting a lower rate. There's all these fintech companies out there that are giving people lower rates on student loans because they have done the math for their company and they're able to provide that based on what they use the funds for and whatever return they're getting from the back end. But there's thing, firms like Earnest, there's firms like SoFi, Credibly, Laurel Road, all these people are refinancing. They definitely give you a lower rate than whatever other private loan that you probably have. If it's federal, that's a different story. Now, if you have a federal loan and you were going to go into different routes, um, which we'll talk about, there are possibilities for forgiveness on these loans. So, you know, there was a stat that said they estimate that at least 50% of student loan borrowers qualified to have all or part of their student loans canceled in a process called student loan forgiveness. To qualify, you must perform volunteer work, perform in the military, practice medicine in specific communities, or meet other criteria. So, you know, what are the criteria? If you're eligible for forgiveness, there's so many out there. You just want to do research on whether you fit, and I'm sure you, if you do, you possibly could. There's income-based, repayment plan-based student loan forgiveness, career-based student loan forgiveness options. Again, we mentioned U.S. military, student loan discharge if your program or your school was closed, state-based, volunteer-based. There's even specific universities that give uh, student loan forgiveness based on what you go into as far as what career you go into after you leave their university. So you want to look into the different options and see if one fits you. Um, that just takes a quick Google search, looking them up, seeing if you qualify for that, and seeing what the stipulations are, and then applying for that. Um, again, especially people that work in nonprofits, there's definitely areas for student loan forgiveness or you know, working it, having some sort of income-based situation. So if you qualify for that, definitely try to get that. You will have some sort of pay period more than likely, where after that pay period, the loan will be, the, the remaining portion should be or will be forgiven. So um, that's something to link into. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the beginning portion of the show. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Next up, interview Megan Kaiser, a rising star, recent graduate. Uh, she has a lot of things to share on what she plans for the future. Uh, for her job is a recruiter and connecting people in Omaha with jobs that fit their skill set, as well as her blog. And she has like a lot of great marketing tips. Uh, someone that's doing a great job is branding herself at So Young. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Megan. People that don't know, Megan Kaiser is a recent UNL, University of Nebraska, Lincoln graduate, Cornhuskers. What's the thing? The red shirts, the black shirts, the black shirts. I should know that. Please, people, don't attack me for not knowing. <laughs> the black shirts. <laughs> um, great school. And I went to school 45 minutes away at University of Nebraska at Omaha, in Omaha. And so Megan, um, she was smart. She's a smart woman that has sat down and said, hey, I want to set myself up after graduating, thinking about long term. Um, and she really likes the investing portion of, you know, long-term. And we've obviously, you know, talked about that. What made you think I should be smart and set myself up for retirement accounts, investment accounts long-term? What, what, uh, why was your mindset so trained to, to kind of think smart in that, in that nature? Sure. I've loved the idea of while I'm working and building up my career to set aside a certain amount of money and like let that grow when I don't really have to worry about it. Like yes. it's doing its thing and I'm actively working over here, but that's building on its own. A hundred percent. You're, you're so right. And that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's obviously why you work with someone that can help you do that. So I love, I love that portion about it. And then you just recently graduated. So congrats. Wasn't that recent? Like, did you have a virtual graduation or what happened with that? Yeah, I graduated in May 
and they honestly did a really good job making it special like it was way different than obviously anyone's ever had before Mm. so school ended a couple months before it was supposed to right Mm. and so we had an extended spring break and then at that I kind of just packed up and moved home finished out all my classes virtually which was a total transition (laughs) right like you're in like zooming all the time like everything is so different right so um they sent us these little care packages that had you know like confetti and stickers and um invitations to the virtual ceremony that was broadcasted on um, net public television where they introduced one of like our well-known class members who opened up that that gift box with us and said hey i'm proud of you you're all doing Mm. well and we're gonna do great and then they had different speakers and um, different coaches, different colleges come on and talk. Um, they made it really special and like you didn't have to sit through all the names, right? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the only yeah. part, part of graduation, we just want to hear our own names. No one else is. No, I'm just joking. But that's cool. That's actually really cool that they took the extra effort. So obviously it's a big accomplishment to finish undergrad. How was your experience? You, you went to a great you know, obviously school system, uh, I was 45 minutes away from mine. How was your school experience? What did you learn? Was there things that you would probably take away for your, the future? Or how was your experience at UNO? My experience was awesome. Um, I think the best part of it was getting involved in the College of Business like right away. So they set you up instantly with um, strengths-based coaches. And so I don't know if you're familiar with the Clifton Strengths Program. Mm -mm. What's that? Mm -hmm. So it's developed by Gallup, which is a company who essentially coaches, yeah, right, who coaches um, team members on, um, you know, how to be their best, their best self based on what your strengths are as an individual. Mm -hmm. And so one of the classes we took right away freshman year was understanding what your individual strengths are out of, I want to say like 30, there's like Mm -hmm. 30, and then you're given like a top five. And then you're given an individual coach and you have one-on-ones with them and they help you figure out this strength goes with this strength and this is how you can utilize it and, and, you know, capitalize based off of it. Mm. And so instantly you're already like becoming a better self, mm. right? In the college mm-hmm. of business, especially. Mm-hmm. And you're able to connect with people who have similar strengths and also who are completely different. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, that was a, a really great way that I thought was admirable that they set it up for us. And then from there, you know, you have to take um, the classes that teach you about, um, you know, um, LinkedIn, resume, um, resume creation, super important. And then you get into, I was a marketing and management major. I should probably talk about that. I was a marketing management and sales major at the university. And they instantly set you off into like all these different classes. And I was really interested in entrepreneurship. And so I took two classes with two guys that were really like, that gave totally different ideas of how to create ideas and how to like kind of be an unsafe thinker. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And so I felt like I really got the opportunity to understand many different sides of business from marketing and sales to um, company development to, you know, the stuff like finance, um, that I'm going to you now after I graduate. <laughs> I'm like, I'll stick with the marketing. I'll let other people hear the voice. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, that's really impressive. Okay, so you went through, you had a great experience at UNL. Um, you learned a lot and you obviously came out, you know, with a, a wonderful opportunity. So tell us about what's next. So you're going to be helping matching people with jobs that make sense for them, especially during these times where the job market, you could tell me more about what's going on as far as, you know, where the holes are, what's going on. We have, you know, a pandemic, which we've not seen the likes of before. 
what is, you know, it's your job is matching people. What, what are you going to be doing to help people in this time to kind of match themselves with jobs or tell us a little bit about your job as a recruiter and helping people get matched up with careers? Yeah, I'll start with um, my job as a recruiter and then I'll talk about what I think people should consider as they're starting to, you know, take new jobs or start jobs. So um, one of the internships I had in college was with an employment agency here in Omaha. And I came back for the summer and honestly, I didn't really, um, I hadn't invested into the HR world and I was like, this is going to be a really cool experience to understand the hiring process. And there's going to be a huge gain based off, you know, graduating with knowing what companies want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I took this job and I was literally like sourcing, um, and, you know, interviewing over the phone and um, reaching out to people that had expressed interest in jobs who I thought might be good fits for jobs, okay? And then I was lining them up for interviews with the full-time recruiters. And so I got a lot of hands-on experience into the employment agency. Like I was literally putting people into jobs, Hmm. uh, setting them up for, you know, the recruiters to put them into jobs. But I felt like, wow, this is like a really important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So then fast forward, I, I go through my first, my last year of college and I have that in the back of my mind, like, yeah, I'm really excited to go back to that. Then the virus hits and everything changes. And all of a sudden all these people are unemployed and it's Mm. like, holy moly, like this is (laughs) right. This is super important now. Like I have a duty now to, to provide these people opportunities that they might not find on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that what's important now is um, for people to really reflect on um, if they were forced to make this life change, where do they want to go from here? Yes. Um, yes. And to reach out to the people who, you know, who, who, may, who know more than they do about certain things and to ask questions and um, really reflect on like what your values are and then go from there. So like first step is figuring out like where you want to go. And then like, look for the job, you know? Um, so you'll find a job that you're really happy and satisfied in and you'll just succeed when you're, when you're happy with your job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice would be to, you know, um, to do that first and then we can talk about other stuff job related. I love that. Okay. That's, that makes sort of sense. And you know, when you're matching people with their skill set, is it something where you're like, okay, you know, this person has an interest in this, I'm going to have a first call with them to see if it makes sense. So what's that screening, that first screening process like for, for those individuals? Sure. So um, it's really important for people to, um, to submit information on themselves that like lines them up with the jobs that they're looking for. So to put, mm. uh, to put certain keywords in your resume that would line yeah. up with the job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to connect with the people who are connected to the companies they want to look for. Like definitely do your research into um, what companies are standing out and like be able to explain why Mm -hmm. that's really important. Um, So adding keywords and specifically like if you're trained, let's say you're trained in Salesforce, add that to your LinkedIn, add that to your resume. If you want to get that sales job, use certain keywords um, and connect, connect, network, reach out to everyone. You're, you're great at that. Networking and connecting and talking is so huge and people talking to people like you that can actually put them into place or into positions to source that can source them into these jobs is 100% 100% needed. So I really, really agree with those with those tips. So thank you for that. So what about on a personal level, your blog, you have a blog, 
we talk about what exactly do you talk about on the blog? I'm curious. Is it travel tips or I, I should have checked it out prior. I'm looking at it now. Um, Meg, MeganKaiser.com. Love it. I'm looking at it. All right. Tell us a little bit about you. And the blog is showing some interesting tips on travel. It seems like it's travel. You went to North Shore of Lake Superior, Minnesota. That's pretty cool. I've never even been there. I'm from Minnesota. Um, what were you doing there? Tell us about the blog. What's been going on with the blog? Yeah, it's a gem. I um, One of my passions is traveling. Like that's one of my life goals is to take at least one cool trip a year. I feel like that's mm. a good a good goal, right? So um, my plan was to, you know, do this cool like solo trip through Europe after graduation before I start my job. Mm. Well, Minnesota is a little more feasible. <laughs> feasible. <laughs> so uh, I took that solo trip uh, hiking through the North Shore of Lake Superior, which is kind of like Hawaii. It honestly feels like Hawaii and Colorado. Mission one. Yeah, like high cliffs, crashing mm. waves over rocks. This is lots pretty of cool. Trees. You have like cool pictures. Look at you with, on your photography. This Thank you. makes it look really appetizing. I didn't know that this like area was so cool. Okay. You want a kayak? Uh, looks like great food. Wow. The salmon? Mm-hmm. What is that? <laughs> All right. Well, trout. I'm assuming you're looking at the trout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So travel. I love this blog. MeganKaiser.com. That's K-E-Y-S-E-R. The Megan spelled M-E. G-A-N. And this is a really, really cool blog for people to really check out. And just, and it's a way to, you know, inform people what you've been up to, uh, which is you mm-hmm. have a lot going on, building a career. I think it's great. Like, especially in this day and age, we talked about it before, branding ourselves, um, you know, being personable. Like, there's no way, like, remember back in the day, do they still do that? We hide our social medias when we're like looking for a job. Like, no, we should not hide it. We should be branded. Everything should align in what, what our visions, our values are when it comes to careers. So, I love that. Is there any future things that you have going on with the blog or what's the, you know, five, 10 year, 15 year goal for that? Oh yeah. Um, I love what you just said about, I want to go back on that. Like online branding is so important and yes. it can give you so much of a leg up. hundred percent. Why do you think that yeah. is? Because that's where our world is going. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Imagine not having like, well, based on your, like, you haven't lived in a world where there wasn't, really wasn't any social media. Like, I kind of remember, like, when Facebook first came out, but, you know what I'm saying? So, like, at social media branding, like, it's so important, especially having a blog or a way to get content out. That is incredibly important. Um, so, really, really think that. But, yeah, you were going to say, five to ten years down the line, what do you think or what do you have the vision for, you know, the blog or, or, or any of those things? Yeah, by um, by that point, I'd love to be, like, top of mind recruiting um, professional in Omaha. And so, yeah, so right now there's the lifestyle and travel aspect of the blog that I've been working on over quarantine. But as I start my job next week, next Monday, I'll be able to add that career-based advice in there. And that can be, that can be a resource for people. Yeah. So please, yes. For people that are looking for career-based advice, this is going to have, I'm assuming tips on everything people want when it comes to resume, workshopping, um, career tips, how to, you know, brand yourself. If you're looking for a certain gig, Megan's going to have that in her blog, making it with Megan. Um, and I think the building career tab, I'm looking at it now, it's going to have a lot of great information. So stay tuned for that. Um, okay. Where can people find you? If people want to reach out, source jobs, talk to you, get connected. How can they do that? Yeah. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. K-E-Y-S-E-R. 
Um, you can reach out to me directly at megan.p, as in Patricia, Kaiser at gmail.com. Mm. And um, follow me on um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat. <laughs> um, I, I, I love connecting with people online and I think it's really fun. I agree with you and I think that's great. Well, no, you're, again, bright future. I'm so excited to help and, and be supportive along the way. So one, thank you for your time and calling in and um, we're looking forward to the amazing things you do going forward. Thanks, Donald.